Good morning. It's good to be in your midst today. In fact, I'm going to come down here. Um, so if you're paying attention to the gospel reading, it's, it's kind of a terrible story. And when I read it in preparation for speaking this morning, I thought, where is the joy? We've got jealousy, vengeance, some suggestive dancing, bragging, perhaps some impulsivity, and ultimately a man's head presented on a platter. So I thought, well, what else do I have to work with today? What other lessons do we have? But after I read them all, and as a few days passed, I kept going back to this one line in this gospel story about Herod and John. This one piece stuck with me. The text says that Herod was perplexed by the message, by the conversations he was having with John the Baptist. He was perplexed, and yet he kept going back to hear more. There's another translation that I like to read called The Message. It brings things into a little bit more contemporary language, and it said, Whenever he listened to him, he was miserable with guilt, and yet he couldn't stay away. Something in John kept pulling him back because he thought he was holy. So I was struck by this idea when you hear something in a full context and there's one piece that just kind of hooks you, sometimes in a negative way and sometimes in a good way, what, what that work happens within us. I think part of the reason I was struck by this piece was that um, I had a similar, not so similar experience a couple months ago. I was trying to make some big decisions. I was having some sort of big thoughts, as I would say. And I was reaching out to some friends and family for advice. And I went to one trusted mentor seeking his advice. And he gave me advice, and it was good advice. I took it to heart. But then as I processed it the next couple of days, I realized I didn't like the advice. Um, it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way in some ways. And, and then I was mentioning bits and pieces of it to other friends, and they thought, I think he's kind of missing the, the fullness of what you were kind of sharing. So I thought, okay. I tried, we tried, and I kind of put it aside. But there was one piece of what he said that kind of stuck with me. And I found I kept coming back to it. And at first, I wanted to dismiss it. And then I thought, all right, Holy Spirit's doing something in here. What, what can you hear in this, Heather? What, how can you be open to seeing this in a new way? So back to the story of the gospel this morning. Some context in Mark's gospel. Mark, um, it's a tight story. He moves with urgency, with immediacy, and everything in this short gospel has purpose, has intention. There's nothing extraneous. He was also speaking, it's the earliest recorded gospel that we have, or the earliest written gospel in um, our biblical text, and he was speaking to a group of people who were having a tough time, and they were having a tough time figuring out how to make sense of the suffering, of the persecution. They were expecting Jesus' return at any moment. John first appears in the very opening words of Mark's gospel. He's crazy. He wears crazy clothes. He eats crazy food. He lives in the fringes. He's out in the wilderness. And he comes with a force, with a purpose. His job is to prepare the way. He preaches preparing the way for God's messenger, for Jesus. He preaches a message of forgiveness and repentance. 
I don't know about you, but repentance can carry a bit of baggage for me sometimes. When you take it back to the Greek, I like to say the Greek, it's metanoia, and you take it back to the Greek, the, the simple meaning of repentance is a change of mind or a change of heart. Often it's said it's to turn in a new direction. John the Baptist is frequently depicted in art as pointing somewhere. He's pointing in the way for us to go. He's pointing us toward Jesus. John preaches, and then he is given up. He is arrested and put in prison by Herod. Sounds like the end of his story, but it's not. In prison, he ends up coming in contact with Herod, one of the rulers, one of the authorities of the day. I wonder if there's any other way that he would have been able to come close, to come near to that power structure, except in prison. And he has Herod's ear. He's telling Herod that his life, his choices are not good. He's telling Herod that he is living in adultery because Herod sort of divorced his wife, probably, and then married his brother's wife, maybe ex-wife, who knows. So John's like, Herod, this is not a good way to live. Herod's perplexed. Herod keeps hearing this hard message, and yet Herod keeps going back. John has Herod's ear. This reminds me of the work of the kingdom of God. We plant seeds. God plants seeds. We plant seeds. It's not up to us to cultivate them. The seeds grow the way they grow. Perhaps John was planting seeds for Herod. The story, it also occurs right after Jesus has sent out his twelve, two by two, to go preach and heal and cast out demons. And so the story is positioned to show the passage of time. I think inside this story there is a message for us. God has a purpose for us. Just like in Paul's words in the first lesson we heard this morning, we were chosen to be holy and blameless in Christ, in love. We are God's children. John pointed the way. Jesus proclaimed the good news. The kingdom of heaven is here. It's in us. It's among us. It's around us. And it's growing. We don't need to worry about how. We just get to trust that it is. And our purpose is to do our work in the midst of us, to plant seeds, to share this good news. I do think there's another bit of good news, another bit of joy hidden in the story. John's seemingly meaningless suffering comes to a fateful end in the story. It's tied together with the seemingly meaningless suffering Jesus will endure at the end of the gospel story. John's suffering tied in with Jesus' suffering reminds us that our suffering, sometimes feeling meaningless and sometimes not, is also tied up in Jesus' suffering as well. We're not alone. The way has been paved before us. 
We get to lean into that good work, to lean into that love. My invitation for us this morning is to plant seeds and to listen. Listen to what the Spirit is saying and let the seeds that have been planted in you and among you grow because there is good news. The kingdom of God is here. Amen.